Hello, podcast listeners. You are listening to another episode of The Long Journey Home. I am your host, Corbin Johnson. And today we'll be discussing promos. There's new promos out, and they're going to be available in tournament kits. Now, given that all cards will be printable soon, I guess the, the two main benefits of the promo system now are foiling cards that are unfoiled and giving them an alternate image. Uh, the only way we can get foils, aside from, I don't know, uh, making them ourselves at home with magic paper that is apparently really hard to get a hold of, the only way to get them is from the CC. In the CC, they have their scrapbooking parties, and they spend a lot of time putting these together, and they do a really nice job on them, and the art looks great on them, and it's really nice to see cards that are as close to getting professionally done as possible uh, without actually getting professionally done. And I think some players still appreciate them. I mean, I, I appreciated them because it was a way to get harder to get promos into my hands, but now it's more just these are cool cards, and it's nice to have a copy of that, and I don't have to go print it and back it and all that stuff. So we're going to look at these through the lens of of cards um, that are foiled now, which is cool, and they'll have a new image, and we can talk about the new image. But other than that, uh, we're not really going to be discussing these as, in terms of printableness because it, supposedly all cards will be printable soon. So 18 new cards. There's Series G, 1st Edition, and Series 11 for 2nd Edition. We'll just go through them one by one here. So the first one is DNA Clues. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they're kind of an interesting image. Uh, DNA Clues is, is a good card for uh, medical-related dilemma piles, uh, dilemma piles, dilemmas uh, in first edition. Uh, used to be the case that Dilemma Drain was very popular until the uh, until the popularity of the Vidians took off because they were so easy to get and play and they mixed with the crew so well, uh, Voyager. And now, now I think Vidians are probably almost... Um, gone in popularity again. So maybe it's time for those medical piles to come out again, especially in light of medical crisis being out there. And if that's the case, well, DNA clues is your friend, especially because uh, you're either going to get a stop out of it, which is fine. You get the stop out of it, maybe your next, you know, are, were you bluffing? Did, did you put medical dilemmas after it? And you probably weren't bluffing, so stopping might just make sense. Uh, it's got to be encountered first or so, you know, you pair it with a seismic quake and then you have no idea what's going on, <laughs> but you wouldn't do that. Um, seismic quake was more for you to put under your mission and hit it and fail it and then hope to rearrange your opponent's dilemmas, which is still a very viable strategy that I'm sure no one does anymore. But anyway, you know, welcome to uh, OTF 1E World. So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting card. Uh, the image looked okay on it. It wasn't. It didn't like super grab my attention. Might have been interesting to see like a DNA image from I don't know TNG or something. It was just fine. And yeah, um, certainly doesn't hurt to ha have this available in foil. It's kind of going to be kind of cool. Uh, what's next here? Gom two shockwave. Yeah, yeah Gom two shockwave. This is a fantastic card. The conversion has made it very popular and powerful in. 1E and block especially and the new image is you know it's I think it is the same image that's on the, the 2E promo and that's great you know it's a good image it's very colorful it's going to look nice in foil that's what I like about it 
the card itself is fantastic space dilemma so i you know it's almost an auto include in all of my in all of my decks it's just a it is difficult you know it's very difficult in two e it's less difficult in one e but it's still very difficult you know two diplomacy and that integrity put a nice filter in front of it such as more of your kind hello hello <laughs> and then that's it you know boom uh, hope you didn't bring all your ships with you so you're going to be seeing i think you, everyone's going to be seeing that combo a lot actually so if you're going to go attempt space missions don't bring all your ships uh it encourages registering actually which is unfortunate uh but it does go back under but since you know it's there you know you'll you'll bring your cavalry the next time so uh, great dilemma, though, uh, even if it does encourage redshirting to some degree. What's up next? Horda. Horda. That's a... Um, I could talk about easiness and hardness of cards to get, but, uh, you know, Horda is, is kind of a staple in a lot of players' decks. I'm not sure, you know, it's, it's next to impossible to nullify, but why do people play with Horda over Volcanic Eruption? I, I don't understand. I'd play with Volcanic Eruption over Horda, to be honest. Because it's got even fewer qualifications to nullify it. Uh, that is, it's harder to nullify than Horda. But that's okay. Uh, Horda is, I don't know, it's thematic. And also there's a card that nullifies Horda. It's just, Horda destroyed by, I'm you know, Dr. Nye Bricklayer, a very popular card because it downloads a card. Um, this this was, a, not to get too much off on a tangent, which I do always, but... This is one of those instances where having a nullifying interrupt actually makes some sense because that interrupt was very popular for the dilemma, uh, or just popular in general. And you look at the Nexus and lore of the Nexus and what the hell happened there. So it's like, you know, it's cool that they had an interrupt, and then they got the interrupt that nullifies God, but it downloads a ship. So, you know, that's, that is incentive enough to put that in my deck sometimes. Um, so... Yeah, uh, and then you look at like the equipment that nullifies species eight four seven two dilemmas, and kind of wonder what happened there. But you know that guess what? You know <laughs> I put that event in almost all of my decks back in the day because I was scared as hell about um, oh, what was it? Uh, your galaxies of pure because that's a, that is that was a good card. Anyway, Horda, interesting choice. Um, the image is you know interesting ish. Um, Never been as available foil before, so that's cool. Gomtu kind of was, right, as Tui and, uh, back in Reflections 2.0, but, you know, it's okay. And it was a different template, so now we've got Gorda, uh, uh, Gomtu in, in foil, so that's cool. Baseball, right, so this is, this is to match the DS9 theme. And it makes a card, until cards are printable, it makes this available for use in... Uh, I miss this office decks, and if you want to play with the old school Ben Cisco, then you know now you have this card available to you. It's a card I almost never played with, though. I've almost never played with baseball. I, I think I no, you know I've never played with baseball. Never once have I played with baseball. And even uh, maybe we're gonna see some play with it. Maybe someone's gonna score some points off of it at some point. But geez, I mean. I, baseball is like it's got a purpose right it's incentive to say are you sure you really want to commandeer my nor because if I get it back from you there is a slight possibility I'm going to score 20 points from you or I'm going to score 20 points so you really it is something you have to think about and it's uh, it's a little risky but 
Most people don't play with it because it's hard to get and play, but now it's kind of easier to get and play with. I miss this office, so... Hmm. Citric Choice. Not a fan of the image, though. I mean, I get it, right? It's it's an old school... It's like a season one through three shot of Ducat holding the baseball. I liked... I think Ducat looked bad in the first three seasons. You know, his makeup wasn't quite right yet. And uh, he looked, started to look better as the series went on later. And that's why I don't like the Ducat image on in uh, in Emissary, and I don't like the Ducat image that's coming up later in this podcast either. Uh, he didn't he didn't really look that good until later in the series. So, um, but that's just me. Um, baseball, yeah, as a foil, you know. Again, I don't know. It doesn't really excite me that much. It makes sense though, given all of uh, all of what's going on in Deep Space Nine. So, you know, someone's gonna say, "I love baseball. This is a great card. I'm so happy it's available." So. You know, it's just my opinion. That's me. Uh, Odo. Now, I skipped one. I've skipped uh, Evade Borg Vessel. That's a, that's that's a great idea. You know, we start talking about... And ever since that card came out, right, everyone's like, oh, this needs to be a foil. Because it's got the Mutara Nebula. You know, it's not really the Mutara. It's whatever they call it in Best of Both Worlds. But uh, it's the Mutara Nebula. And it's got the Borg ship on it. Oh, man, if Decipher was still around and they had made this card and they could make a foil of it, holy sh... Yeah, what a great card. What a great foil. Now, not to say that the CC's foils aren't that good, but they are good, and I think it's going to really make, add another dimension to this card. And in fact, I think they kept the same image. If not, maybe the Borg ship moved a few frames or something. But great image, great card. It's got good playability, right? Because it's got, um, you know, no attacks here by more than one ship. That's that's great, and that it's going to see a lot of use in block decks. And I think people are going to be... That's the card. That's the one card out of this set that everyone's going to want to get a copy of in foil. It's going to be the the one to get, really. So uh, get out there and play tournaments, and hopefully you're going to win this foil. I think that's going to be the, the chaser. So great card, great image, great choice. Uh, Odo. Got Odo, the uh, old-school Odo. He's got his uh, not-so... I'm trying to remember the image. Um, I'm not the big fan of the AI on this one. Uh, again, Odo's makeup wasn't right yet, and he's like, he's wearing the Season 1 uniform, and I don't like that either. You know, as the series goes on for Star Trek, I, you know, I, I, I used to say I couldn't watch Seasons 1 and 2 of TNG because of the uniforms. And Riker doesn't have a beard. I don't care about the beard. He looked okay without the beard. That's fine. But the uniforms are just so jarring. And you see this in Voyager, too, right? You got Janeway's bun. And it wasn't until, like, what, season four that they get rid of Janeway's bun. I'm sorry. I know. It's just weird. But I couldn't. She doesn't look right with a, with her bun hair. I like her, like, uh, cutted or cut, cutted, uh, cut hair uh, that's, uh, that she wears later in the series. Data doesn't look right in seasons one and two. He looks all, like, he's smiling sometimes. And he's got the, I don't know, his hair slicked back the wrong way or something. And Jordy's in red, and yeah, I go on and on. Worf sash is wrong, and Jordy's visor is wrong. I and mean, it's not wrong, right? It's just what it was. But they made it better. By season three, everything was ironed out. I was so excited when the season three Blu-rays came out. Oh, my God. Everyone looked great, and the episodes are good, finally. But, you know, seasons one and two had interesting episodes here and there, so I bought them, and I enjoyed them very much. So, But anyway, so, Yeah. Not a big fan of Odo's image, but again, it's the season one through three thing and whatever. So, yeah, uh, already available as a foil, unfortunately, from Reflections. 
So not too enthusiastic about that. And what else? That's about it. So not my favorite foil of this set. In fact, uh, I will not be trying to collect this card. So there we go. Dukai, kind of talked about this before. Bad image is already available as a foil and reflections. So, you know, I don't know. Not, not a big fan of this one either. In fact, I will not be trying to collect this card. So there. Sorry. You know, hope I'm not hurting anyone's feelings. I'm sure I am. But anyway, um, we'll move on. Yeah. Yeoman Rand. Uh, I think I think I alluded to, yeah, in my top five from the last time that this was my number one card in here. Now, I was thinking more along the lines of, yay, she's printable from all good things, and it's just a hard-to-get card, and I'm excited to see it. Um, but, yeah, so she is really good, right? She is five free points, and the image, I, I like the original image. The Cypher, I think, touched it up a little bit, the original image on the original Yeoman Rand. The colors on it look nice, and I don't know how they were going to do better. You know, uh, Yeoman Rand, not necessarily my favorite character from the original series. You know, she's just kind of there. Um, but I, I really am, she, Decipher did a nice job making her, like, a useful, playable card, and I'm happy about that. So... Um, you know, and, and it was never available as a foil either, so that, that's good too, right? And, uh, the image they picked on her is fine, but again, the original Decipher image is really, really pretty, uh, just in terms of the colors, and I don't know what kind of magic voodoo Decipher did to that image, but it's, it's nice. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, good, good choice, and I'm okay with this. Uh, next up was Kang. This is, I think we're rounding out the Blood Oath crew here. We've got a foil, I think Blood Oath is a promo, and what, the other two, Koloth and, and Jed, is Jedzia a foil? I don't remember if she's a foil yet. Anyway, so, making these hard-to-get cards from Blaze of Glory available, at least not anymore, no one cares, uh, but yeah, so, uh, the image is fine, the, those Klingons are ugly anyway, um, never really played Blood Oath, but it's very popular. There's a draw engine I totally forgot about. It was a Blood Oath. Anyway, we talked about that in yesterday's episode. Uh, yeah, so, and it was a play engine, too. So it's a very popular engine for a while. Um, so, yeah, great. You know, cool. Um, someone really wanted the Blood Oath guys in promo. There you go. All done. Wrapped up. I, I'm pretty sure. I, I might have, you know, forgotten one. So that's it for the 1E ones. Um, and unfortunately, I think King was a foil already from Blades of Glory, but those are somewhat hard to get as foils, so... We'll move on to the second edition ones now. Uh, Sylvia, wow. Uh, that, you know, from what we were told, kind of switching gears here to second edition, uh, Charlie, I think, posted on the boards that some of the promos, or maybe most of the promos, were chosen based on Amber's survey that she did about a year ago, or was it two years ago, of just what cards everyone wants as promos. And I'm, I believe Sylvia is one of the more popular choices for dilemmas. And why? Why shouldn't it be right? It's uh, you, it's cheaper for having more events. Its requirements are not terribly easy. <gasps> Whoa! And if you can pull it off, you get uh, you you capture two guys, and that's huge, huge. I say huge, uh, especially for Cardassians and any other deck trying to capture guys, because capturing guys is not trivial, it's, you do have to work at it, the only, yeah, in 2e, especially, 
So, great choice. Not a huge fan of the image. I don't know. The, the image from the original copy of the card that Decipher did, it just, I don't know. I, I'm not familiar with the episode, uh, actually, from the original series, but something just doesn't look right on this one for some reason. Like, they kind of rushed the, uh, oh, there's an image of her, let's pick that one. I, I don't know. Maybe there was really no better image, and they just picked whatever. And I don't think Sylvie was ever available as a foil, so very good. You know, that's great. Good good times. Unbelievable Emergency. Well, this was available as a foil. Not a big fan of the image, either. Uh, I love the dramatic pose Sulu's in, in, in the original. And just like, chills, chills, or whatever. You know, everybody's doing that. So, and then, uh, but the... This is right after the transmission from Klingon Homeworld. Praxis has been destroyed, or whatever. So, uh, I did did. So I'm not. I just don't know about this image, though. This AI uh, image that they picked. It's whatever, and it's already a foil. So you know, it's a good card, right? Yeah, I play with it on occasion. I used to keep it in my pile, and every once in a while, it would trigger. And boy, it was it was fun when it when I pulled that off, and you had two headquarters. It was like bam, bam, I win, or I don't win, but four guys are stopped, or two guys are killed, or it was great. So, very good card, and I'm, I'm happy to see it available. Just not happy with the image, and it's already foil, so, meh. Mission accomplished. Now, here's a card that is available as a foil, but not for you, and <laughs> not for you, and not for you, because it's one of those really hard-to-get promo foils. But, as a card, I've tried to pull it off many times. You've got to have your match commander on the ship when, and I don't know if you can leave him on the ship while you're doing a planet mission, but you score five points. I think it's non-unique, so you can, like, score 15 points maybe. I'm not sure. Probably is unique. It seems too good if it's not. And you try to just get extra bonus points as a generic card you could throw into any deck. And I just don't. It doesn't, it just, I've never gotten it to work for me. And I'm sure you can, and some decks probably rely on it, but it's just not... not it doesn't work for me. Uh, the AI is great, though, right? Um, mission accomplished. This, is, this was from, what, Menage Troy, the image, I think. It doesn't matter if it is or isn't, because uh, now we've got the... It's the TNG crew, and not... The image on the original one, though, I, I it's pretty hard to beat. You kind of... They, they did really well on the original image with the, TN, the TOS crew on the mo uh, movies. It looked great. Um, so, the image is, you know, as good as you're going to get for the next next try. So, it's okay, you know. And, you know, the other, other you know, I, I would probably throw it, actually, if I'm going to throw it into any deck, probably throw it into a def Defiant deck, right? Because that's a Defiant Match Commander deck, because there you go, right? Uh, you get your bonus points off on all your missions, though, by using, um, what's that card? Uh, exploring... Ah, blah, blah, blah. You know the one. Go to another quadrant to score points. Uh, so you maybe if you could use this in conjunction with that, you know, that'd be, you know, extra, extra bonus points. But I don't know if you need all those bonus points. So, yeah. Um, so pretty good. Pretty good choice on that. Uh, what's uh, we got next? The new resistance. Uh, perfect, right? They put the right, just a great image on there. Um, not, you know, I bet there was a better image of the resistance crew, probably. But, you know, uh, for the Unimatrix Zero guys, eh, good. They put the Unimatrix Zero's guys on it because that's the crew where you're going to see this card used more than with the T, uh, the, the Terraknor 
resistance guys. In fact, I can't. I I don't know if anyone actually plays with the Tia uh, Terraknor resistance guys. Maybe they do. I, I haven't played with them, uh, but this makes more sense with the Borg guys. And that Borg deck was pretty popular when it came out. And uh, at least I thought it was. I, I saw a lot of people play with it. So eh, good. They called it out. Uh, the card was. Was the card already available as a foil? I don't think so. Oh, no. Uh, New Resistance was in Reflection, so it was a foil. Right. <clears throat> At least I think it was. Yes, I'm pretty sure it was. So, anyway, uh, yeah, so good. Uh, oh, well, that it was already a foil. The image, though, makes a lot of sense. And this is an AI where it, it's appropriate, and it's game-themed appropriate, too, which is cool. I'll give you points for that. I think they did a nice job on that. What else have we got here? Uh, br oh, the central... No, the central command. Oh, yeah. That's a very controversial choice. Um, it's, you know, maybe it's thematic with, with Rose coming out soon, and they're trying to make Cardassians and Bajorans, you know, return back to their roots, which is fine, and I'm, I'm all for that. I'm excited to see what's going to happen with that. But, like, uh, Central Command, yeah. It's already printable, not a great image. Uh, you know, uh, maybe it's going to be good. You know, I'll, I'll, I, if, if you're going to play Cardassian, you're probably playing Central Command. So, yeah, uh, maybe that's good. And, you know, Cardassian players are going to go, okay, cool. Well, I want three of those to put in my deck because it's super awesome. So maybe that's, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe they did, did well here. Maybe not. <clears throat> Um, Braille Antos Esteemed Vedic, probably not available as a foil already. Um, if it was, it was in Reflections too, but I don't think it came out, I don't think they refoiled him. But he's a great card, probably Rose-related, and gives all your guys plus one, you know, plus one integrity, right? Huge, absolutely huge, even in a Bajoran deck. Now I just, you know, I already have a bunch of integrity, but now I have a bunch more integrity, ha 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 ha. So I love I love attribute boosting. That's it's one of my favorite things in this game. So, yeah, great, great. That's fine. You know, I'm not sure about the image. The image is all right, I guess. Brial was, I you know, I picked a first. I think they picked a first season image for this guy. Um, but he wasn't around much. You know, he had he had a few episodes, but then, you know. So, yeah, uh, I guess they picked an okay image. Uh, the original one I don't very much care for either, so that's fine. Anyway, so, yeah, uh, good card. Mm, not so sure about the image. Uh, Data, Lucasian Share. Now, here's a card that makes a lot of sense, right? Who's the star of the Relativity deck other than Admiral Janeway? And you don't want Admiral Janeway as a promo because she's always already a promo, I think. Um, and if she wasn't, then, you know, whatever. No, the star of the Relativity deck, not Joel Duquesne, it's not... Uh, not the uh, not Tony Braxton. It's Data Lucasian Chair because he can play for one late in the game because you're going to play him again and again and again probably. In fact, I've been tempted to put like three copies of him in because he's going to die. People are going to kill him and then you can play him for one. You know, later on in the game and he'd be like, "Fuck you," you know. Uh, sorry, uh, but yeah. So he's the star of the relativity deck. Made a lot of sense for this. The image might as well have just made the image be of. A bunch of cats on him, you know. I, I don't like this image much. I liked the big profile image of him on the pasture, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know if there was a better image for him either. Uh, 
They did. I mean, yeah. There, there probably was a better image of him. I just. It, it looks like the Sylvia image, right? They took, you know, close-up face shot, and then they, you know, zoomed out and got more detail around him. Is that a thing? Is that what we're doing now? I mean, Decipher, right? You know, they, they kind of tried to do that. You look at Picard, you look at Data, you look at Riker from all from Premiere, and Beverly and Jordy. It was all close-ups of the face. You want to make an AI? Well, uh, let's zoom out a little bit, you know. I liked I liked what we did with the Picard in the first edition, uh, the promo f- of Jean-Luc Picard from Premiere. He's the, let's see what's out there, shot of him, probably from the trailer of the Blu-rays, and you know, perfect, right? It was good. Well, let's see what's out there. That's what we're trying to say here. And then, uh, yeah, it's fine. And he was in his shitty uniform. I don't care, you know. But um, it was fine and made, made sense. That was thematic and, you know, who was Picard other than the best of both worlds, and probably in the first episode, right? Any other shot of him doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, so, you know, and, and Data, yeah, I don't know. We, you, you're going to make an eye of someone. If you, you know, I guess you don't want to do another close-up shot of their face. You don't want to do some body shot, but let's do, you know, him in the scene doing something interesting. So that's probably the justification that Art had, and that's yeah, fine. It's not a terrible shot, you know. I'm not like, oh my god, it's, well, you can't even tell it's data. You know, that's good, right? It's data, he's in he's in the Newton house or whatever, uh, whatever they call it. And then, you know, so that's good. Um, and yeah, unfortunately he was available as a foil already, I think. Was he? I don't know. Um, but yeah, now he is available as another foil, and he's going to go in my Relativity deck when I win one. Absolutely. He's going to go in all of my Relativity decks, because I have more than one. Not really. All right, uh, let's move on. Uh, enough ranting on that. The Galen, out of nowhere, right? Uh, well, okay, fine. So, let's celebrate, um, Unnatural Selection Thieves by giving them Galen. Sure, cool. I guess he makes sense in the deck. I haven't seen him in the Thief deck much. Um, but, you know, attribute boosts and the image was all right. It's the same problem, right? I love, I do like the original Galen shot from Q Continuum. And then the Galen shot from Reflections, it's either the same or very similar. And then this shot it was, you know, him on the bridge of that stupid ship. And it's fine, you know, again doing personnel, it's going to be hard to find the image. And I think that's the lesson we're learning here today. To go back to doing lessons on the show. Because, you know, lessons, right? It's good. So, lesson here is there's not a lot of good ways to do personnel shots, I guess. Uh, Unless, you know, especially if it's one episode-centric. You are limited to very limited number of shots you can get from this guy. So, that's fine. Uh, Galen, already foil from Reflections. Right? Uh, so that's just how it goes. Um, but I get that they're trying to take the linchpin of the deck and make a foil out of it, just like they did with Data and Relativity. All right, let's wrap this up here with Silic from To Boldly Go, I believe. Uh, the image is like the same image. Now, this is where maybe they just couldn't find the right image for Silic, right? But the image on the promo looks a lot like the image from the actual card. Uh, yeah, so here's... So you've got... Me going, hey, maybe we shouldn't do that, you know, or, or looking at art probably saying, yeah, let's not do that close-up shot again. Let's do something zoomed out a bit or something. And here we've got Silic, you know, basically the same pose, doing the same thing. Uh, 
I haven't seen enough Enterprise to know if he was like, that's the only good shots you get of him. Maybe you get a, it'd been cool if like you got a shot of him like cloaking, right? Because that's something he does. But uh, yeah, eh, it's cool. Um, or maybe a shot with him fighting with Archer, right? That would have been fun. Or him squeezing under the door. You know, it would be cool too. Um, yeah, um, and as far as a card goes, he's maybe he's thematic. I don't know why we picked him other than he's... I, th- I thought he was, like, uncommon from Tobaldi Go. So um, I don't understand uh, kind of picking him in terms of rarity if that was the motivation. So I'm not sure why Silic is thrown into this mix here. I'm sure someone knows a lot better than I do. So that wraps it up for this episode of The Long Journey Home. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. I'd love to hear your feedback, questions, comments, or concerns on this show. You give me a call at 267-CALL-CPJ or PM me at CorbinQ27 on the message boards. Or you can even email me at CorbinJohnson at me. That's CorbinJohnson at M-E dot com. All right, I want to thank everyone for listening to another episode. Next time, we'll probably go back to the news-oriented format of the show. All right, I'm Corbin Johnson saying so long and thanks for all the track. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 Unported License. To find out more about that license, visit creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by dash nc dash sa slash 3.0. Our theme music is Space Ace by Mark Teichert. Other songs included are Inspiration and Mission Briefing by Mark Teichert. Our outro song is Teleporter by Dungeon Kimura. You can find out more about these artists at jamendo.com. J-A-M-E-N-D-O.com. And each of those is released under the same or similar Creative Commons licenses as this podcast.